We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Rotowire podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizzapia, with me as always every Tuesday, rocking it out and keeping it real. The one, the only, Todd Zola. Todd Zola, good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well. It's uh, kind of clement, if, that, if, if, if inclement's a word. Is clement a word? I think it is. If it's not, then you just made it. I mean, it Roger so. Clement, but I mean, mm, yes. other than Roger Clement, yeah, it's, it's basically like an open the door and a nice breeze, and it's kind of nice out. And it's unbelievable. I, you know, it's actually, you know, now that we'll, since you brought up the weather, I have to say, I, I don't know about where you are, but we haven't had any of those weird blistering, you know, 97, 100 degree days in a row kind of thing that we usually get. So I've been enjoying the summer. It's been nice. It's almost like uh, summer slash fall. Yeah, well, I'm kind of halfway in between Boston and Foxborough to sort of put it in perspective for, for people that know sports and um, which is hopefully people listening to this podcast because otherwise, why would you be? So, uh, yeah, so, and it's been, uh, we had, we had a week or two of that stuff, but yeah, I mean, August has, has not been the dog days. It's been like the, maybe like the poodle days of August. Has it yes. been like the, no, that's the good. I'm not a dog. I love guy, it. So you, I the, the, uh, the Clement, yeah. the Clement as opposed to the inclement, the poodle days. This is yeah. really good. I, I like, I'm I like getting all my stuff here. out of the way now. So the, the picks may not be very good, but I got all my good stuff out in the intro. Oh, don't sell yourself short. I think it's going to be fine. All right. Uh, yeah. For everybody's reference, too, I live in central New Jersey, which is pretty much the crotch of New Jersey. So there you go. There's some geographical reference point for you all. All right. Let's start with the pitchers. Cash game, Corey Kluber on the top of the board, 11,700. Uh, he's at home against the Rockies. And you got Chris Sale uh, at Tampa. Nice pitcher's park for $300 less. Choose your cash game pitcher, Todd. Which one and why? Uh Chris Sale, uh, he just – well, you know, it's weird because you usually don't worry about strikeouts for cash games, and I think that's where the extra, uh, you know, pot- potential comes in. But still, it's going to be Chris Sale for me, even in Tampa. He just pro- projects to be more points for fewer dollars. No, fair enough, fair enough. I'm gonna uh, you can go, go with the other Kluber. Round. I mean, you can, 
you know, I was going to say Kluber might be a little safer. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You know, it's Kluber. To me, Kluber at home against the National League team that doesn't have the natural DH in the lineup. Yeah. To me, I think that's the way I would go, only because it's $300 difference. If if it was, let's say, the next highest cash game guy was, you know, 10700 you know, there's like a, a $1,000 difference between these two guys, then I would – I would go there. But for the 300, I kind of like the Colorado. I agree with you. I don't think you can go wrong. The other night we thought, you know, with Scherzer and Sale, we both had a weird feeling about it. It turned out to be a good feeling <laughs> that night. So if anybody faded the top of that board that night, you did okay. Nobody knew Scherzer was going to get hurt. But, you know, what are you going to do? Let's talk about Zach Godley, who, look, here we are. We've been talking about Zach Godley for quite some time now. And now that salary's pushing 9K, it's 8,900. Uh, and it's just amazing to me. It's finally it's got up, and he's at home against the Dodgers, a good lineup. But Godley's pitched very well all year round. Do you think he's too expensive in GPP, or do you think that he still gives you enough upside in terms of ownership that Godley is an option? Yeah, I mean it's an ownership call, and I'm not. Uh, to me, the Dodgers are too dangerous. They don't pre- they don't present the strikeouts either. So I love Godley. I mean, to me, I'm, I'm more interested in just watching this game. To see how Godley does against this lineup, his 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 metrics are. I mean, well, his his uh, surface stats are fully supported by his metrics, but he's not he's not striking out ten and a half guys a game. No. He's just pitching very well. So uh, it actually, is a big test for him in general. He's got the Cubs later in the week, so just kind of in general as a baseball fan, I've been kind of curious to see what he's going to do this week. But yeah, at eighty nine hundred, it is just not the uh, this not the strikeout upside there for me anyway to justify using in a GPP. Now, Dallas Keuchel at 8,800 against the White Sox in Chicago with Derek Holland. Problem here is, you know, we're still kind of waiting for the old Dallas Keuchel, or should I say the earlier 2017 Dallas Keuchel, because there's been a lot of Dallas Keuchel versions that we've seen over the years, so I want to be careful and choose my words carefully. But look, two starts, eight innings total so far. He's given up six earned runs. He still looks like he's kind of, you know, battling back, but... Are the White Sox the kind of team where you get right and maybe there's an opportunity here tonight with Keiko at a discount? Yeah, absolutely. And now by the numbers, the White Sox hit lefties well, but lefty splits are the most unreliable there are just because they don't – just not that the, – the sample is even small, you know, obviously smaller than righty splits. So although it, uh, there's something to it, it's not, a, it's not a showstopper, especially since Todd Frazier and Melky Cabrera contribute a lot to those splits and they're gone. So, yeah, this is a lineup thing. The, the price is baked in. At 8,800, there is strikeout upside there for Keiko. I know how he's pitched. But all that's baked into the price. So with the one or two extra bats you get, if you hit on those one or two extra bats, you're golden. So Keiko to me, is uh, one of the top GPP options on the card. Is it baked in with, like, chocolate chips or something good? Or is it just kind of baked in with, like, fruit, which is – I don't like when people put fruit in my dessert, really, most of the time. Like, pie once in a while. but For me, fruit is my dessert, so I have to be careful. All right, fair enough. (laughs) Jose Quintana, 8,600. I know the last outing, you know, he didn't come out on the right end of that one. But, you know, six earned runs, not what you want. But outside of that, it's been a very good Cubs run. And he's got the Giants here, which is not the greatest lineup. Now, Grant doesn't have a lot of strikeouts in that lineup necessarily yeah. either. Is that enough of a break there? Because you say, well, he's on the road, number one, even though it's a pitcher-friendly ballpark, not a great offense in terms of getting Ks for batters. Price is right in that mid-range 8,600. Where do you stand on Quintana tonight? Yeah, to me, he's a better cash play than he is GPP because of that upside that you mentioned. However, I mean, if you are, the price is such that if you'd like the bats you can get, you can justify him for either. 
but it's just it's kind of that tweener price. If listen, if we're gonna, I just you know pay another two hundred dollars or a little, two, little less than two thousand dollars and get sale using GPP, and that means I have to just go down on one hitter. And the you know so it's kind of a tweener for me. I can just you know if sale is a late scratch. Oh geez, don't say that. Uh, then uh, you know then Quintana is my guy. In it, but uh, otherwise, it's just I like it. There's just better options. All right, fair enough. Let's talk about a guy coming off a big game, uh, Jay Happ, who, uh, you know, last time out, 10 strikeouts. Holy crap, where'd that come from? I think people who mm. <laughs> own Jay Happ in season long were waiting for that for quite some time. Um, what are your thoughts on him tonight? Because, you know, here we are as a lefty against this Yankees lineup. He's at home against the Yankees, where Sabathia has pitched better on the road this year than he has at home. So 7,600, this seems to me like a gamble, but perhaps a, a, a useful one at this point. Yeah, no, I can see the GPP uh, alert here. He does have the platoon edge on, well, you can't say the better hitters anymore now that Gary Sanchez and, and Aaron Judge are, uh, are are the Yankees' best two best hitters. But right. there was a time where it was Jacoby Ellsbury and Brett Gardner. So I yes. have to get that out of my head. Where the, the, you know, the better hitters are not ready. Still, though, there's some strikeout there with obviously, you know, with uh, – with, with both Sanchez and ha- and Judge has some strikeout potential. So it is it is a GPP play. I know I know Sabathia, not only does he pitch well on the road, he's happened to have really good numbers against Toronto. So there's going to be a, a contingent of GPP players on Sabathia. Sabath- Sabathia, uh, you know, for GPP. Sabathia is a great Tony Danza name. That's my favorite yeah, Tony Danza. I, you know, Sabathia. So, yeah. so just because uh, there's, some, there's a contingent that believes – that for whatever reason is magic dust that he pitches well against Toronto. I'm gonna not only gonna fade Sabathia, and it's not that I don't like him, but I just I want him to get hit because I want I want the you know I want the he it's not that he doesn't he does not have some magic potion over Toronto. It's just been some happenstance. So I hope he gets hit so that the happenstance wins out over the uh, over the GPP players are gonna you know uh, back him tonight and, and win more money. Now he doesn't have good peripherals. He's been getting W's and quality starts. He's kind of been managing his way through it, but he's only 7,300, Parker Bridwell. And I understand all the metrics will tell you that he's not pitching well, but he's got Jeremy Hellickson in the Orioles. He's at home. Is that enough here? Again, maybe multiple lineup entry sort of tournaments where maybe you have one with $7,300 Bridwell. I wish he was, I wish he's in the sixes. I mean, if he was all in right, the fair sixes, enough. Hey, that's, yeah, that's, that's a fair assessment. A little, a little too high. If yeah, he I mean, was 6,900, right. I could sell you on it. I bet. Yeah. Well, maybe 68, but uh, I oh, would not. Who's, 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 yeah. what, what's a hundred bucks. But um, no, yeah, I, I understand the, the sentiment. I'm streaming him in my seasonal leagues, but darn, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. All right, fair enough. Now over to catcher. We know that uh, my favorite Salvador Perez is now with an oblique issue on the DL, so that's crushing to me. I hate that. Uh-huh. Uh, where are we looking to catcher tonight? Uh, we do have Wilson Contreras off yeah. the board, thirty-seven hundred. My goodness, that's an expensive number. Yeah, but he's hitting cleanup for a good lineup against Ty Black. Now Black does not give up home runs, which is which is an issue. So you know, the, not that the Cubs, not that Contreras can't hit it out of. Uh, AT&T, but that, you know, if, if, as a one-off, I could see using it, but um, yeah, I mean, I just mentioned Sanchez against Hap. I know, I know Hap's on a roll, but still he's got the uh, platoon advantage there. I think what I'm doing, and I, I don't know for sure, but uh, I'm probably going to, 
just go with whatever Atlanta catches in there, Flowers or Suzuki. And I know the numbers say neither of them are going to continue to hit as well as they're hitting. But it's baked into the price at 2500 for Flowers, 24 for Suzuki, Suzuki. So you could, you know, you can build your lineup with Flowers. To, you know, when, you, when you're done listening to this, build a Flowers lineup. And if it's Suzuki, you can put him in. And, and not, you know, you leave 100 on the table if you need to. Uh, and going against Zach Eflin, I, uh, who, who's done well in the minors, but I don't know what he's done in the majors. The point being, they're both hitting in the. In a, I think I think Suzuki's usually hitting cleanup and Flowers fifth for that amount of money. It's just baked in that that you know you don't have to you don't have to pay up for the Contreras. Right, and that seems like a smart thing to do. All right, let's head over to first base. Goldschmidt top of the board, forty five hundred against Maeda. You got Anthony Rizzo against Block as well, lefty lefty. But keep in mind, Rizzo last year especially uh, hit left hand pitching very well. Joey Votto forty three coming off a big night. Uh, Justin Smoke at 4K. Those are your top guys on the board. Of these top four, Smoke, Votto, Rizzo, and Goldschmidt, is there one that you can justify paying up for? Uh, Votto. Uh, of, the, of those, Perdomo, you know, he was kind of a sleeper. You talked seasonal before. He's kind of a sleeper in seasonal. Uh, he's shown flashes of mediocrity, but he's also been uh, a punching That's what they say lately. about me, by the way. I've, but, so, yeah. I've shown flashes of mediocrity. They say yeah. that about me a lot. If you yeah. Google that, I'll bet it comes. I'll bet you. I'm, I, oh, I wait, write wait, that let me do it. Let me do it. Yep. Oh, there geez. I am. There I am. That's <laughs> well, a good picture. You, say, well, at least it's a good picture of me. So that's all, all right. I'm um, anyway, so uh, yeah, Votto uh, against Perdomo is probably where I'm going there. I don't, I don't, you know, there's, there's a couple others cheaper, but of the top ones, I guess I'll go there. All right. I know he's gone yard back-to-back days. I know he's gone yard four times in his last seven games. Cody Bellinger, 3,900. It's against Godley, but it's in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get off that price. And I know there's there's some people now who, you know, if you owned them in one of these two games the last two days, you say, okay, well, you know, I can't go three in a row. But I don't think you could say that about Cody Bellinger necessarily. Well, yeah, you start playing that the, the Vecini, Vecini from Princess Bride mind games with yourself. Right. It's like, uh, well, you know, he's, he's hot. Right. Well, he's also, you know, you know, but but, but what no are the chances of him keeping you know. right? So ba- I clearly, I just, cannot choose the wine yeah, in front of me. Yeah. Spoiler, by the way, you know. I always choose the wine in front of me, Todd. <laughs> well, you, ch- you can have the wine in front of me too. <laughs> so the, <laughs> all right. So the point to me, I I, I just ignore that stuff because it's un unpre- it's just unpredictable, and I just look at the matchup in a vacuum. It's a good but not great matchup because Godly is pretty good. However, the price isn't in the fours. You know, it, it's priced down. So sure, I, to me, it's more of a it's more of a GPP play than cash play, but I think that you can say that with Bellinger in general. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Certainly more something you would say with Bellinger in general. What about, you know, Carlos Santana at 32? I want to bring him up today at first base against Marquez. Yeah. Uh, that's another one where I think that maybe a little underappreciated, underowned with GPP upside too, because we know that, you know, historically a decent on-base percentage kind of guy, but also he does have that home run potential. The matchup is favorable. You continue to go down this road too. Um, you know, what about Jose Abreu at 3K against Keiko, who has not been great? Talk about a guy whose ownership probably will be very low. I know he hasn't had the greatest season in the world, but he's still in 300 practically with 20 dingers on the year. Yeah, he's, just, he's having a good season, but it's for Chicago, so no one knows No one cares, it. right. Right. So, yeah, Santana to me is a great cash play because, you know, you mentioned the walks, the floors there, the, the cheap prices there. He could be hitting cleanup. He could be hitting leadoff. It really doesn't matter. Either of them are, are, are equally as good. Um, I think hitting third is the best and hitting first or fourth is second best than hitting second or fifth is third best. So um, I know third best when you just name five positions, but you know what I mean. 
Anyway, because yes. first and fourth are tied, and second and fifth are tied. I was told there would be no math today, but um, I, you were told wrong. All right, uh, Abreu is more of the um, more of the GPP play. You're right. And one of my, I don't play enough GPP. Well, not so much enough. I mean, I, I play when I say enough. I, I play. I don't play as much as some people. I play. I play enough for my own bankroll. But um, I, you know, because I don't play that many teams, I don't use the you know either the left on left matchup or the good hitter versus good pitcher matchup as much as some people that are successful in GPP. Cause I mean, it, it's a way to get differentiation, but when I only play like one tournament lineup, no, it's hard I to usually find sure. elsewhere. So, but maybe I should, I don't know. It's not like I'm, well, up Hey, it's lineup. August 8th. Let's get a little nuts. Come on. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's shake yeah. it up. Yeah. The one right. quick, the, quick, real quick. Freddie Freeman uh-huh. against Eflin is the one guy you didn't talk about. Yes. At, thir- at 39. Very good. I he's agree. back to first base only cause he should be. Yes, because you should be. <laughs> That's right. You listen to here, Freddie Freeman. You go go play your position. Listen to Todd Zola. All right, third base, other side of the diamond. Manny Machado, 42. Chris Bryant, 4K. Kyle Seeger, 4K. Adrian Beltre, 4K. And then my boy, Mike Moustakis, against Waka at 39. Honestly, you know, you could continue to go down this board, and, and you got – I know Godley's been good, but Turner at 38 is, is decent enough. Unfortunately, Sano's dealing with a hand injury. But as you continue to go down this board, too, you get, you know, uh, Anthony Rendon, another one at 3,700, who's been solid this year. There's so many opportunities at third base. I feel like it's pretty much just choose. I mean, to me personally, give me Rendon against Vance Worley, where I'm going to have a lot of Nats tonight, I feel like, too. Yeah, I wanted to double-check. Rendon got hit. It looked like got hit in the hand last night. I think he's going to be okay because he didn't leave the game. Well, but if he's not in the lineup, obviously, he's not yeah, a good player. Yeah. Well, some of, some of that – there you go. Professional you like that? That's, you don't get that yeah. kind of analysis yeah. anywhere. Um, I, like, I like Alex Bregman against Derek Holland. I mean, Derek Holland, too, had one or two games where I made a, a poor life decision and thought he would be good this year and picked him up, and, and that has that has – bit me so i know he doesn't hit as high up in the order either but bregman against against holland at 38 is just fine uh you How really about want Devers at 34 against austin pruitt and his five yeah, and change fine. era yeah. now yeah he's another one hitting lower in the order but that the, the, you know it is it is tampa not fenway but Devers is still fine if you want i mean if you want your power punt play it, it's, it's matt chapman against miranda uh, i think miranda's given up multiple home runs in four of the past five games he's just uh you know, I, I kind of liked him for a while, and I forgot. I didn't realize how bad he was pitching. I have him on a keeper league that I'm that my that my sole per, my sole goal is to make the innings minimum, so I don't lose draft picks. That's mm-hmm. the kind of year it's been for me. Nice. And Miranda's on that team, and he's been giving me innings. Fortunately, I don't care about the numbers lately because they've been terrible. But um, and he's still a keeper for me, which kind of says something else. But anyway, uh, but anyway, Matt Chapman with the the, the power upside, he'll be you know with with the move of of, of Alonzo. You know, that takes Healy out of the equation at third. I mean, he's playing every day, barring another injury. So Chapman at 31 against Miranda is another uh, a nice GPP option. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, like I said, third base, plenty of options there. Jose Ramirez we didn't even mention there, but yeah. that's another one, too, that you could get behind. Uh, just generally speaking, I think Boston's a safe stack tonight, whether you want to go full or mini. I would say the same thing about Washington as well. Let's go over to second base. Jose Altuve, 42. Jonathan Scope up to 41, but he's on the road. Daniel Murphy, 39. Eduardo Nunez, 37. Look at Eduardo Nunez bumping up to 3,700. <laughs> uh, you know, you see this price, and I just kind of do a double take for a second and rub my eyes and say, is this real life? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, he, he hit well in Fenway. Let's see if he can go deep in Tampa. Although, you know, with Nunez, you don't really need him to go deep. 
you just need him to, to do what he does to keep the uh, keep the line moving. So, but it, I don't know if I like him at thirty seven. Although it's well, I like for two hundred dollars more, I like Daniel Murphy a whole lot more. Yeah, I, I, say, I like him. I don't you know I, I like it more at second than third, but I, I don't hate it. You know, no Murphy, and he, you could even justify paying Altuve today in cash against Holland. I know he's a lefty, but the uh, the White Sox are just really easy to run on. Holland doesn't give up a ton of steals. That might be just because, you know, why why steal when you can just get knocked in when the when the next guy hits a gap double. Mm-hmm. You know, see, so maybe you don't steal on Holland because uh, because uh, you know you're just gonna you're just gonna you know score anyway. But um, Altuve can be justified at 42. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that one. Uh, if you continue to go down this road here, the second base is a little bit tougher in terms of finding value and good matchups as well. Uh, so Neil Walker against Kashner. We haven't mentioned – surprised we haven't mentioned Ka- you know, Kashner yet. Although uh, he's not you know giving what? up Here's why I either. Well, that, and that's exactly what I was going to say. The reason I didn't mention Kashner is because the Mets' offense is built on home runs. And if yeah. Kashner's not giving up home runs, I don't see how the Mets are a viable offense tonight. Well, it's a one-off at 27. I, don't, I, I think you could justify it. I guess. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I've been burned a couple of times going against Kashner. Maybe I'm just a little gun shy. Well, I don't, I don't want to stack against him for, yeah. the, for the reasons you mentioned. Well, but... I want to talk about Merrifield for a second, okay. too, because now that now that you know he's 3,700, Merrifield has been a very good daily option most of the year, very good value, even though the price is pushing that limit now a little bit, all close to four. But without Perez in that lineup, how much does that affect Moustakis, Hosmer, everybody else, Merrifield included now? Because Perez, I, I think, an unheralded good season out of him so far. Yeah, I don't think it affects. I, I I don't think it affects their slash line. Maybe they score a couple more. They score a score a couple fewer runs, perhaps. I don't know, but um, I don't. I don't. I think those things are. They're a lot more narrative than they are. Than they than they matter. So Merrifield. I mean, it's, to me, it's more of a walk as a good pitcher. Um, Molina. Uh, he's not as. He's not hard. He's not. He's easier to steal on than he was, but he still's got the arm, so that takes away some of Merrifield's game. I don't like it as much. To me, there's just better options. And I mean, Merrifield. It's not like we haven't used him before, so he shouldn't feel bad if we don't talk about him tonight. Yeah, D. Gordon at 36, also against AJ Cole. But uh, that bears mentioning too. I think that you know you can also put Miami on the other side of that. You expect a fair amount of runs between Miami and Washington tonight. I think you can. You know, at yeah. least hedge your bets there in that one because I don't think either of those guys are long for that game. Right. You could use a Cesar Hernandez, too, just because Tehran against lefties, and I know Cesar's right. a switch hitter. Oh, man, Tehran's use... been a dumpster fire this year, hasn't he? Wow. Yeah, and it's a it's a bummer because he was my number two on a lot of teams. And, well, uh, you know why it makes – you know, when you go and you, you dig into the analysis of Tehran, historically it seems like there's always bad in the season, but he goes on this run of great – not good, but great at times. And this year, he hasn't done it yet. And well, just, well, the other thing too is, I mean, again, you can look, the way it's so you know it's so cool. You look at numbers, I look at numbers. You can look at them in so different ways. The thing I noticed Tehran is is every pit, not every pitcher, but a lot of pitchers have huge, exaggerated righty-lefty splits. Well, he was just nails against righties, even you know even more so than league average, and he just couldn't get he just couldn't get lefties out. Well, the issue, so the narrative in my mind is, can you imagine how good it would be if he figures out how to get lefties out? Because I'm just assuming he stays good against righties. Right. Well, he stayed terrible against lefties, but the opposite has happened. He's gotten worse against righties. And now, and now it's just, you know, like, it's just terrible now. So, you know, lefties always hit him hard. They continue to hit him hard, but he's not doing the job against righties either. So that's, you know, that's sort of, you know, and so I'm hoping that he, fig, you know, figures out a pitch to get lefties out and becomes an ace. And the opposite happened where he stopped getting righties out and he's become a bum. 
Yeah. Corey Seager, top of the board at shortstop 3,900 against Godley again in Arizona. So, you know, you got to kind of figure out if you want to go this route with these Dodgers. Some of them are in that right range. Some of them on paper should be good matchups. I know Godley's pitched well, but it's something to consider. Yeah. Uh, we've got Elvis Andrews at 38. Finally, it looks like FanDuel doesn't hate Elvis Andrews all of a sudden. <laughs> I guess Chris Flexen was all that it took. Just a little Chris Flexen. Uh, I think he's a safer play tonight than, than Seager just because of how Godley's pitched. Uh, you got Lindor at 36 against Marquez, who we've mentioned earlier, and then our boy Didi Gregorius against Hap. Uh, but, you know, I think that's when you stay away from because of where the price is. Uh, let's go below that range. Is there anybody that pops out to you? Uh, in terms of shortstops, is it a guy like Cozart at 32 uh, with that potential against Perdomo, or is there somebody even as you continue to go down this road? Well, right above Cozart, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, 33, uh, Derek Holland, and Marcus Semien for 33 against Ariel Miranda. Again, Gonzalez is a switcher, but you know he'll, he'll be betting. He'll have the platoon edge at least to start. Well, not, he'll, yeah, he has the platoon edge the whole game, but uh, you know he'll bet righty to start against Holland. I think those are the two guys if you're looking for – um, you know, not not punts, but you know, fairly still fairly cheap prices. Uh, Semin usually gets second against lefties, and again, Miranda's given up a boatload of homers. And I, you know, I know the game's in Oakland, but still, uh, he's given up a boatload of homers uh, lately. All right, what about Kettle Marte at twenty eight? That's a guy that I've got my eye on here. Uh, Switching Marte against Maeda tonight. Um, you know, he's gone three times value now, at least in his last four games. Marte offers you a little bit of speed, too, although he hasn't been stealing bases right. as of recently. But we know that is part of his game. Would you put him in that responsible punt category as well? Yeah, yeah. The the, the thing you do, have to, you mentioned he's played, what, three of the past four. Mm-hmm. You know, they do have an Adam Rosales there. He's going he's gonna to work himself in. So it's just, you know, make sure you have a swerve or a pivot. If he's not, right. Have a pivot. Well, I guess uh, the only pivot right around that range is somebody like if you want to take a chance on Rosario at 26, who I know has been, you know, quiet as of late. But, you know, look, I mean, he's a young kid. Give him some time. See what he does. You know, let's not write him off after a week or so. You know, I think Rosario against Kashner is not the worst You want a weird pivot, Timmy Anderson against Keuchel. Oh, that was the next one. You know, you yeah. took the words out of my mouth. I said, and then the other one is Anderson. If you really want to, you know, live dangerously, yeah. Yeah. you know, you talk about ownership being low. I, I don't know how many point zero zero decimal points are going to be on Tim Anderson tonight, but good point. All right, baseball is here. Don't get stranded out on first base without a Roto-Wire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Roto-Wire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. And users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. On to the outfield. Todd Zola, Mike Trout, top of the board, 51. <laughs> Bryce Harper, 48. Giancarlo Stanton, 47. Judge, 47. Cruz, 45. Let's talk about this top tier first. Uh, to me, it's Harper and Stanton. Which do you prefer? Harper coming off the night last night, or he got Stanton against uh, good old A.J. Cole? Quad yeah. A.J. Cole. Uh, Harper against Worley. I mean, Worley snuck in. He's shown not, – not, he hasn't shown flashes of mediocrity. He shows flashes of don't quite stink as bad as I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, look, it's funny. Vance Worley, I remember when he first came up too, they had hopes for him in Philadelphia that Worley was going to yeah. be, uh, you know, a decent enough type pitcher. And it just, you know, I kind of put him in the Joe Kelly category of guys who could throw hard but don't, you know, throw straight. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, in, in like in like Kelly's doing now, Worley actually pitched very well out of the bullpen, right? So you know, but you know, the, the situ- uh, situation has forced him to be a starter, and 
and you know, like I said Washington doesn't really care. They they're going to make the playoffs regardless. I'm sorry, not Washington. Uh, my, I mean, wa- Harper's on Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami just needs to get through the season at this point. They're just looking to to eat up innings. So kind of like his former team, the Orioles, with Hellickson. But anyway, yeah, Harper's the guy there. Yeah, Harper's where we talked about the lefty lefty last night. You know, people people you know it was like. Harper's last night was a night to have taken Harper lefty on lefty because the second inning Despagne's in there and he hits a homer. So you just never know what's going to happen uh, in some of these in some of these situations. So I kind of you know in a GPP kind of regretted. I almost went with Harper but didn't, and I kind of like ah I would have I would have actually lucked into one last night. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing when you when you pay for a guy like Harper, you have that built into the price a little bit because you know what kind of a hitter he is and how, you know, how yeah, it, any it, moment, he, you know, he could kind of take over a game. I yeah. want to talk about George Springer at 4K. It's his first game back tonight after that quad injury. He's in Chicago, hitter-friendly environment. He's got a good matchup against Holland. But I am tend to be one of these people who doesn't necessarily like to throw guys out to the wolves right away. However, it's tempting. My problem is the salary number of 4K. Can you get past that? Or is this a situation where is, you know what, uh, let Springer, you know, get back a couple games before I start using them again in daily. Uh, just, you know what? I mean, I'd like to have one cheap outfielder just cause you usually can find one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that only gives me two spots. I'd rather go with Chris Davis at a hundred dollars more against Ariel Miranda than, uh, than Springer. Um, I, I, I kind of with you, although I mean, didn't really need, didn't need a rehab at all. Did he, I don't even think he went on rehab. Did he? Uh, I don't believe he did. He, it was short. If he did, if he did, it was like, a, which is, it was which over is, the which weekend. Is a good sign. Team. I mean, right. it's a good, it's a, that's a good sign. But no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pass as well. Tommy Pham at 36, I think, is on the board and available tonight for me uh, against Jason Vargas. Who, you know, look, I don't want hating on Vargas. He's pitched very well this year, but I think that's a good situation for him. As you continue to go down this board and looking for some value, you know, you got Charlie Blackman way down there, but we know he's going against uh, Corey Kluber tonight, so that's kind of a tough out for him. Continuing down the board, Adam Duvall at home in Cincinnati, always a GPP play. Uh, against the Padres there. Mm-hmm. I think you could put him on that board, especially GPPs with the power he offers. Domingo Santana also healthy and back in the lineup uh, tonight. So that's a positive 3,400 for him. Where else are you looking at outfield today? Where are the good matchups, good situations, good potential return on investment, guys? Uh, a little bit higher up. I like McCutcheon against Matthew Boyd at 39. I think you can. there's some, there's some good to be done there. Andrew, Andrew Benatendi, I know it's in Tampa, not Boston, but still 37. Ah, you know, I think I'd rather for the 200 more. I'd rather go with McCutcheon than Benatendi, but the whole lefty. No, thing I would on, agree with that. Yeah, the whole lefty thing on Tehran. You know, give me Nikki Williams hitting uh, third in uh, in Atlanta uh, against Tehran. I think you can go there. 28. I think 3,200 dollars Nomar Mazara against Flex is yep. also one you can get behind. Yep. In fact, if you want to sneak a couple guys like Beltre and Mazara into this, you know, little Texas against the Mets here, uh, Mets are you know falling apart quickly and unraveling. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's it, I mean, Flexen's gone three innings. You know, you, you know better than I uh, as following the team closer. Was Ugh. the first, was the first one a start or a relief appearance? Uh, honestly, because I'm a Mets fan, I can't watch anymore. <laughs> so I couldn't tell he's, you. I think he, I think he's had two, three inning starts. I did see a game over the weekend with Seth Lugo where I sat down and I said, Oh look, the Mets are up three, nothing. And uh, I said to my cousin, watch this. It's going to be tied by the time he, you know, by the time the end of the sitting's over. Then Bellinger goes yard, Taylor goes yard. Next thing you know, it's 3 yeah. 3. And I said, yep, the, that's, yeah. that's the Mets that I've grown accustomed to. The first to. was either a start or he was scheduled but didn't start and came in in relief. Either I, way, either way, training appearances, giving up a homer in both. And uh, definitely, definitely don't see a huge issue stacking against him. 
Now, I know Odobel Herrera's cooled off a little bit, but at 29 against Tehran, that's another one, too. You yeah. mentioned Nick Williams. Yeah. That you know, these, these are some of those guys you can get involved with. What about Bradley Zimmer all the way at 2,800 against Marquez? What are your thoughts on him tonight? Uh, Zimmer's also cooled a bit, but I don't know. I mean, he's a rookie. He's supposed to cool. No, oh, yeah, G- that's not tough playing. Like, yeah. A guy goes cold for a little while, and does that just, like – should we be afraid or, you know, no, is that no. an opportunity, you know? No, well, I mean, what I, you know, in general, what I do is I'll look at the strikeouts and I don't worry about cold streaks, so to speak, because you can snap them at any time. If a guy isn't striking out a ton during, maybe at the beginning of the streak he was, but then once you, once you stop striking out a lot, I think that things will be turning around. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, kind of a vamp here to see what Zimmer's done lately. Uh, he's not striking out. He, stri- he didn't play that one game, but he's not striking out a ton. So well, he's a guy I think the hits will start falling again. One more guy that will help you out, I think, across the board is a lineup builder guy. is Curtis Granderson at 2,600. Yeah, yeah, he's a little all or nothing, but against Kashner, the lefty-righty, I think that's a good one where yeah. you know, one off against Kashner, although he doesn't give up home runs. Uh, I will say, you know, Granderson at that price, that's one of the better dice rolls if you're going to take one tonight. Well, he doesn't give up a lot of home runs. So you don't want to stack, but a guy, you know, right. uh, you know, a guy like Granderson, you know, is is a kind of guy that you know can give. You know, if he gives up one a game or one per nine innings, he's the guy that'll get it. Also, twenty six hundred Cameron Mabin, same price coming mm-hmm. off the DL as well. Back in this one against Helix, and that's another guy. I think that you know we talked about maybe not throwing guys back into lineups right away, but. 26 is a whole lot different than Springer at 4K. All right, you can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe Pisa, PS17. For everybody here at RotoWire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy.